The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As we constantly move forward, there's a continuing and urgent need for higher education. It's necessary for tomorrow's future and for a dynamically changing workforce. As the need for education is changing, so is education itself. Welcome to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education with your host, Dave Goldberg. In this program, we'll discuss the complex changes that are being made to higher education today, and we'll help you stay ahead of tomorrow. If you're a student, educator, or in the workforce. Now, here's Dave Goldberg. Good day and welcome to Big Beacon Radio, Transforming Higher Education. I am Dave Goldberg, I'm your show host, and Big Beacon is a movement to transform higher education, particularly engineering education, at bigbeacon.org. In every episode, we explore some of the innovators and innovations that are changing the world of higher education all around us. And you can follow us uh, live tweeting. Emma Schoenfelder is, is at her keyboard tweeting away at hashtag Big Beacon Radio. And today we're joined by two guests, two deans from, um, from, from way down south. And I don't mean uh, Mobile, Alabama. I mean Brazil. And we've got with us today Alessandro Moreira. Uh, from UFMG in Belo Horizonte. Welcome to the show, Alessandro. Oh, thank you, Dave, for your invitation, and hello, everyone. Good morning for Pacific people, and good afternoon for all the people from the other side. Well, we got people, and we have we have listeners from China and all over the world, and, and also I'd like to welcome to the oh, show uh, another dean, uh, Irinu Gianese from INSPIR in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Welcome to the show, Irinu. Hi, everybody. It's a great pleasure to... To be on and and share ideas and experience and contribute a little bit to this wonderful movement you you created and and lead, Dave. Well, and 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 thanks for that. You're you're so kind. And I was just down in Sao Paulo, and I'm. It looks like I'm coming back and forth to Brazil. So I'll look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, on one of those trips. But let's let's start with you, Alessandro. And we're going to get into the innovations that you've done. But I I like to start the show with a little bit more personal uh, um, uh, introduction to our guests. And, and people can read both of your bio, bios on the uh, program page. But, uh, Alessandro, you're a dean of a large public university in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, at UFMG. And, and our listeners can find out more about you on the program page. And we'll talk about the, uh, the cool uh, innovations at your university. But right now, you know, what one, two or, one or two things should our listeners know about you uh, personally, before we get started. Okay, so uh, so I'm a young guy, and uh, I always try to be innovative and uh, entrepreneur what I'm doing here in Brazil. And uh, well, I'm try always to be a good helper to to the other people. And uh, so I like music very much. I I play guitar. I'm not the best musician in Brazil ever, <laughs> but uh, I try my best. So uh, I'm also a, a sound singer in, in church, and I'm Catholic, so uh, I'm very, I, I believe in God a lot, so, uh, so 
So those are a couple of things. Those are a couple of things that our listeners might find interesting about you. And yeah, one of these days we need to get together and play guitar on one of our visits. I've been been working on it. I'm not sure uh, where we stand. Yeah, and and Irina, um, you you're uh, you're dean of a new engineering program at a at a, a smaller private university in Sao Paulo, and uh, in the same way, we'll get to those innovations in a minute. But let's find out a little bit uh, personal stuff about you. What uh, what one or two things would you like our listeners to know about you before we get started? Well, um, I am. Uh, I've been in this educational. Uh, business for for a while uh, I've been teaching uh, uh, either in engineering uh, programs or or business uh, uh, programs for 28 years now and uh, I uh, uh, I am with this uh, uh, university in Sao Paulo in uh, in the last through the last 17 years. Yeah. And actually, I moved from engineering to, to business and because the institution used to be a standalone school of business and economics, and now we just started this engineering program. So I'm returning to, uh, to engineering uh, uh, right now. And uh, actually, I could join you, but as I don't play guitar, I would be glad to to sing. All right. Well, let's. Uh, yeah. So we need to figure that out. Figure we've got a we got a nascent uh, trio uh, coming up if we get this together. But I look forward look forward to that. Um, you know. So and and um, you know. On this show, we're intro- You know, the book, a whole new engineer. Uh, that Mark and I, Mark Somerville and I wrote. Uh, we talk about unleashing of students, uh, trust leading to courage, leading to. Um, uh, trying, failing, and succeeding, and ultimately authentic learning. And so, um, you guys are doing some pretty unleashed kinds of stuff. Uh, it, it, it's not the easiest thing in the world to be an administrator and go off and do really transformative things. The easier road is to to do what others have done and play it safe. And you, neither of you, is really playing it safe. So I'm just curious, what? What unleashing experience or experiences have you had or, un, or people who trusted you um, that enabled you to have, uh, have the courage to kind of go off and, and, and do your thing? Irnu, let's start with you, and, and then we'll find out what Alessandro thinks. Uh, well, well uh, I think that, well, most of the things that motivate me uh, in, in my job are... Uh, related to creating new things and, mm. and innovating. Um, this, the, the creation of this engineering uh, program, uh, I can say that was really a, uh, a very special thing, but uh, uh, the institution itself is quite uh, uh, known for its innovative uh, culture in terms of trying to do things differently, in in several ways, not only in in education in teaching, but all all uh, uh, again for uh, um, related to uh, administration, the way we we manage the, the the faculty and and things like this. Sure. But this this specific uh, project uh, was something that was 
from the beginning very pretty much desired by not only the institution but uh, some uh, uh, stakeholders that were generous enough to donate uh, a pretty fair amount of resources so we, we could do that. And, and for me, it was a great uh, pleasure to, to enroll and, and lead the project up to, to the point that it is uh, right now. Well, and that's an interesting thing. You know, your board of your your board of directors looks like a who's who of Brazilian business, and uh, so I'm hearing a couple of things in what you said. So, joining an innovative institution can can be unleashing, and then also the influence of of when pe- when powerful people uh, lend their um, influence and even and money to something uh, uh, tr- transformative uh, that that can. That that can be pretty special is what what I heard you say. Is that is that a fair summary of the of uh, what what you were saying? Yes, yes, and and I mean, it, one thing that it's 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 been very uh, special for me and we really uh, uh, inspiring is that you can innovate uh, your facilities, you can innovate your curriculum. And you can invite people in to visit, and mm-hmm. they can see these facilities. You can show the curriculum. Uh, what is really, really inspiring, and, and and is really difficult to 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 get, and and really we are really proud to to show is the 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 change you you yes. can see in the students, the yeah. way they, they they behave. That's really really unleashing that's really motivating well and that's why and that's why we start the show that way we think that uh, people who have been unleashed in their own lives are the ones that can lead lead the way for for young people to in the same way the the experience of of kind of uh, being trusted and having the courage to do your own thing leading to cool stuff uh, alessandro let's uh, let's not neglect you so what uh, you know again you're uh, and actually, in some ways, it's it's a pretty dicey, um, a pretty difficult task in a pub, big public university um, like UFMG to take on what you've taken on. You've taken on the role of of transformer and and taking a fairly traditional, large, well-regarded um, engineering program that you know the, the easiest thing for a dean to do is come in, not rock the boat. Uh, and then you know one day become rector uh, somewhere somewhere else. But you've taken on the challenge of kind of really making substantive change that's about uh, different kind of student experience. And so what what gave you the courage to go off on this uh, really fairly risky path? Okay, so uh, well, uh, I think a great experience that I have uh, is when I was an uh, undergraduate coordinator. Hmm. Uh, at that time. Uh, this is just before uh, to get to, to become a, a dean or either associate dean. But uh, I think I, I had a kind of lab uh, with many students and uh, a group of professors to make innovation and uh, to be more to be more innovative in the curriculum of electrical engineer at that time. Yep. So that was my lab, right? But I, uh, a couple of things that happened in my life uh, I should mention to that is. Well, I should say when I, I took a PhD in Wisconsin, yes. uh, even though that that time it was uh, more technical stuff in power electronics, but it's but uh, well, we cannot be stuck, right? You you cannot 
only keep with your books. So the, the PhD in Wisconsin was a, a good training for me. So when I, I got back to Brazil uh, in 2002 and uh, I was trying to, to face uh, what I'm going really to do here in School of Engineering in Belo Horizonte, uh, I realized that, uh, well, I really like undergraduate studies. That's what's definitely a, a mark on me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see a lot of room to make something. So I, I stayed eight years on that, and I, I saw that uh, even though we are in our very traditional school here in Brazil, uh, you have room to make innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things we have to go and to, to deal with, but uh, I think that's the, this was a great experience that I mentioned. And uh, uh, ever and ever, I, I remember something from old time and uh and see that uh, that was a good experience that I'm doing now because uh, maybe uh, it becomes more closer to the students at that time. And uh, I think that was interesting for me. So, and I also say, uh, I think my, my family also is an interesting point here. I, I, I like to mention that because even my mom and my brother, uh, my mom, you want to be a, a teacher, and she couldn't. So I think she, she just gave us to that, hmm. myself and my oldest brother. So, and I think one uh, key point for all I'm doing here as a dean now, you have to make a good reception, you have to be a good listener, and uh, my mom is like that, my father is like that, so I think this personal uh, behavior of my family also helped me. But uh, one thing that I should mention, which is strong, is this experience that I had at the undergraduate studies that yeah. become me more closer to the students here. So that's yeah. It. So no, that's a, there. There's a number of interesting points in that. You know, so the you know going back to Wisconsin, the idea in many ways, I think this is true for a lot of people that get PhDs. We often think of the PhD as the ticket to some sort of certification of tech, technical uh-huh. expertise, but in many ways, for many of us, it's an experience of doing yeah. something original and by yourself, and and uh, forces you. It's a discipline yeah. to force you to do something um, something novel and and and. Uh, um, without without a lot of help, so I think there is a sense in which the, the there's the, there's that side. Yes, it is tends to be uh, fairly narrow and uh, disciplinarily, but it also is this can be this unleashing experience. And as you were speaking, mm-hmm. I was thinking of my own own PhD, which was very much the same way. And also the experience of running a research lab is a, an experience of running a, a an organization, and and uh, you can be quite intentional around. Uh, unleashing the students, the graduate students that you work with, and uh, I've I've seen faculty members treated as being very directive, and I've also seen faculty members treated as something where students, the students in the in the lab, were trusted to to do cool things on their own. So it can be kind of an experimental yeah. uh, process of of taking on um, mm-hmm. taking on unleashing fairly directly. So, Alessandro, yeah. let's continue with you. You know, so we met uh, when I was still at the University of Illinois working on the iFoundry product, uh, project, and you were associate dean at UFMG. At, at that time, you were starting a program that came to be called ENG 200. And, and so, just briefly, we've got a few minutes before our first break. What is ENG 200, and why is it needed? So, ENG 200 is a kind of a program with several actions that are called here actions or projects. Yes. And uh, the idea is to, to make some change in engineering education in both teaching, organization, events, 
in community. So why we need uh, the ENG 200, it's, I think the, the community in the school of engineering needs some motivation here. So we yeah. are a good school. We have high scores in Brazil. But uh, believe me, uh, some, somehow inside school, we need something else. So ENG 200 brought that to, to our organization here to yeah. get people more involved, professors and staff and students. So, we, so today I call ENG 200 a kind of incubator of pedagogical projects. Yeah. And uh, we are trying to become like an iFoundry, as you mentioned. So we yeah. are trying to have here a center of engineering education, but not something that imposed by the, the, the high council of university, but constructed from the bottom, from the students and get people involved and uh, also professors and staff. So Great. This is a, and I want to find it. Yeah, I want to find out more about, uh, especially the student involvement at, U- at UFMG is really cool, and, and we're going to talk more about that. We've just got about a minute left, and, and uh, Irenu, I'm going to give you the last word in this segment. So, um, you know, you, 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 as you mentioned, you went to INSPIR and switched from engineering to business, and then were given the opportunity to help bootstrap a new engineering uh, program at INSPIR. What's, what's, uh, what's that all about, and why was this program started? Got about a minute left, and uh, we'll come back after the break okay. and talk about it more. Good. The, the program, uh, the project was started in 2011, and and the idea was to expand our undergrad operation, and but but more than that, uh, we wanted to do something really different, and and not not only take advantage of the opportunity of starting something. Uh, from scratch, but also uh, do something different because we wanted to um, to influence other institutions to to change. And uh, in related to the to the INSPIR itself, the idea was to bring technology to the institution to foster entrepreneurship. Yes. Our students, business and economics, uh, um, they they have. Uh, we, we try to develop this entrepreneurial uh, spirit, and they are eager to do new things and 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 start new new businesses. Sure. And we found that uh, they they needed some technology to do this. So I see. The, the whole idea is to bring engineering and to have this uh, integration between business students, engineering students. Very cool, and we'll ta- we'll talk more about it and and uh, about both these innovative programs. Uh, this is B- uh, Big Beacon Radio with our special guests Alessandro Moreira and Irenu Gianese from Brazil. And in in the next segment, we want to explore sort of the David and Goliath here, the small program that's bringing business and engineering together, and and the, the large public that's trying to become more student centered in a traditional in- environment. After our break. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of Three Joy Associates help. 
David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. We urge you to get a copy of the book that is transforming Engineering and higher education, both. A whole new engineer, the coming revolution in engineering education at wholenewengineer.org. And welcome back to our our special guests, uh, Irinu Gianese. Uh, Our special guests, uh, uh, Irinu Gianese from INSPIR and and, uh, Alessandro Marrera from uh, UFMG. We were... um, we were talking about uh, well, we we're talking about a number of things, but uh, just before the break, we were talking about the reasons for starting these two programs. And uh, let's keep going with uh, with you, Irinu. Um, when 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 you were starting your uh, uh, when you were starting their, your program, what what examples of, of change did you and and uh, other schools did you look at as uh, exemplars for what you were doing? Uh, well, uh, when we started to think about uh, launching an engineering program, uh, a member of the, of the board, of INSPIR board, who was also a uh, member of the board of the Olin College uh, of Engineering in Boston, uh, he, he mentioned that if we wanted to pursue this, this objective, we got to uh, go and, and, and know the the, the Olin College and the work they they were doing in in uh, innovating engineering education yes. and and actually uh, the in in this in starting to to get to Olin uh, my my first stop was actually at the iFoundry when I I first met you Dave and 
we we looked at uh, at the, the the work we you were doing at the uh, University of Illinois, and uh, in, in in our uh, case, uh, probably the 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 best uh, uh, school to 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 inspire us was uh, the Olin College because they started they had started. Uh, ten years uh, before uh, a new program from scratch, and your experience i guess you 're going to explore uh, that uh, uh, in a minute that was much more inspiring for for alessandro as he 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 is part of a great uh, university but I think that knowing uh, uh, what you were doing at at the University of Illinois and especially the Olin College was really uh, inspiring and and really uh, it was one of the unleashing experience mm. that that we were mentioned before uh just like when i i i in 2000 i went to to uh, kind of a program uh about participant centered learning in 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 at the Harvard business school and i i came back after the two weeks and i said well my, my course is it's about to start in one week, but I cannot teach it uh, the way it was planned. I cannot do uh, it uh, uh, no longer the same way. And when I traveled to, to visit you and, and the Olin College, I, I still had my engineering education in mind. And when I got there and I, I, I looked how wonderful things we could do to motivate, intrinsic motivate students to learn and develop this uh, learning autonomy, I was really astonished. And when I come back, uh, I said, well, that's, that's the way we, we should do things down here. Yeah. No, and, uh, and I remember, remember that visit. I didn't remember that uh, we, were, we were on the... Uh, Travel itinerary before I found or before Olin, but uh, but I I remember that visit and and same question to you, Alessandro. What uh, mm-hmm. what influenced uh, the things that uh, what different influences did you bring um, to the table at UFMG uh, in your work on ENG two hundred? Okay, so uh, so I think I had the same experience that Emilio had. Uh, we we have visits the same schools, but uh. uh here, what happened, I should mention, uh, we have a, a very interesting, a very good guy here I call Falcone. So, Professor Falcone, which is an emeritus professor here, so came to me uh, a couple of years ago and said, oh, you want to make a change? So, go there, visit, and, and make the change here in Brazil. So, Falcone is a kind of definition of the process. And uh, so... I make a, we make a seminar here in 2011, and, uh, which is Engineer of the Future, and, and uh, we had you Dave here and also uh, Rick Miller, and uh, we realized that we have to do something different. So uh, the good examples are the same. So all in college, which is a paradise for us here. So we have a school with 5,000 students, all we have 400. <laughs> so, uh, but I thought is, uh, I think the best, ex- I mean, University of Illinois, and I found it, I think, is the best example because uh, it's a big school, and uh, even though it has a different budget, uh, they, I think the, both, both universities have, the, have the, same, the same problems, like a motivated students, professors who are only looking for 
our research and not much care about teaching. So same examples there, same examples here. But yeah. I think I found really the, the best example. But I should mention Falcon, which is that makes the division of the process. Well, and I think yeah, and I think that's really important. I think it, it, you know, so there were people who were kind of looking around, and and in both cases, that that sort of turned you on to some of the exemplars that were out there. And I, I think the role of outsiders who, or or outside insiders that uh, help us uh, keep our eyes uh, to to good things out there are important in all these. Yeah, and important in all these things. So, and actually, you know, in Erin, you're you're change situation was actually, yes, it was a bootstrap. You were starting a new engineering program, but on an existing campus. And as you mentioned, your um, when you went to the um, participant center teaching at, at Harvard Business, that you couldn't, you know, you it was taught in a fairly traditional way for, for some time. So you had an existing business school culture on the ground. And so here you're trying to bring this this kind of different culture to it. So it was a bit of a hybrid. You were doing a bootstrap, but you also had legacy culture to deal with. And I'm, I'm curious, what were some of the challenges of trying to bring a new culture and program to a campus with an existing legacy? Uh, yes, it is, it's really a challenge. Uh, actually, uh, one thing that you can uh, see when you when you look at this movement in, in the, this new engineering education is that when you look at the, the concepts, when you look at the, the really, what is really fundamental to the change, yes. it's, not, it's not specific to engineering. That's I mean, right. you can apply the same concepts to higher education, uh, uh, I mean, uh, in general. So uh, the idea was really to uh, bring uh, this this new culture uh, and and start small engine engineering with the engineering students. But uh, the the really the, the real challenge now is to try to influence the rest of the school. We mm. have uh, kind of eighteen hundred uh, undergrad students. Uh, and really, nine percent, ninety percent of them are business and economics, and they come from uh, the the existing culture, a culture that we we can say that is pretty much different from the what prevails in in the Brazilian environment. But um, I think we we can gain a lot from the experience that we are developing developing in the engineering program. So the real challenge now is to uh, uh, to transport in a, in a to transfer in a, in a sense the innovations that we are bringing to the engineering uh, program to the other two programs. And that's not easy, uh, but that's that's the 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 big aim that that we had when we uh, started the engineering program to really change the whole institution. Well, you know, and it's interesting because you know, when you start new programs, you think, okay, we're starting from scratch and uh, no problems. We'll hire a new faculty that's uh, empowered and, and embraces these ideas. And, and then, and you can even be careful about it. And yet, um, essentially, what comes over with the people you hire are people who were educated in the old culture, and so you infect the new system with some, you know, some pretty old ideas, 
if you're not careful and if you're not fairly intentional around the ways in which the assumptions of the, the new culture are very different than the assumptions of the old culture. Yes, yes. And really, I um, mean, recruiting faculty was, was a challenge at the beginning because, uh, as you may expect, we have a fairly structured uh, uh, process for recruiting and selection of new faculty at INSPER. Yeah. And that involves, uh, um, that involves a lot of interviews and, and mock classes mm. and, and everything. But we wanted to teach in a very different way. So if we just ask the, 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 the candidates to, to give a, a mock class, we wouldn't get what we wanted because they were not used to do this. So everybody would be uh, uh, not accepted. <laughs> Yeah. So and, we yeah. we try to we try to uh, interview people and try to find out whether they were un- unsatisfied with the current situation that that they 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 held at the 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 institutions they 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 were teaching. Yes. We try to find people that were discomfort and wanted to do something new. We really try different. to identify uh, the kind of faculty that have this entrepreneurial spirit to do things different. And yeah. if we get this, this initial uh, 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 characteristics, we could teach them uh, uh, the way we, we wanted the program uh, to be. Great. And, and uh, Alessandro, I want to turn to you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so you were trying to... Um, to fix, uh, you know, so essentially, the job of of kind of trying to install a transformative experience in a in a traditional public university is like trying to fix an airplane that's flying, is the metaphor I've heard. So, what did you do to? Um, uh, what steps did you take to try to permit change that wouldn't uh, create a revolution among your faculty? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a big airplane and it's still in flight, even though you wanna put it down. So WebMG has a big inertia, but uh, we have some passengers who are selling down, right? So I, one thing I realized in, uh, in the beginning that uh, we have very good professors. We have an, an interesting curriculum, and uh, we have good labs. We have, so we have a, a good system here, but uh, somehow uh, the innovation in the apprenticeship are not getting to the, to the students. So. Then I realized there are some things we have to do to do that, this change. So I think that those visits that I mentioned before, all in, in also Illinois, yeah. make this okay. make my, my change and so So one, one point I should mention, the, the position of the, to be the associate dean at that time helped me. But uh, I, I also have a couple of helpers, which I should mention, is Bruno Tag and Vivian Bishop, both are professors here in Daniele Zarat, which is there. So this group uh, helped me a lot, but there is a key point here, which are the students. So the students are the engine for all this process. So we are, we are kind of make the changing, very small change in the airplane, and uh, trying to make it uh, more interesting to, to fly. It's something like that. So yeah. This is the chakra that I, I want- should say. I want right. to press. I want to press on that a little bit because uh, one of the things that I thought uh, that you did so well at uh, UFMG and continue to do well is is get students involved. I remember um, 
in one of my visits, uh, you showing me the the students in in Junior Enterprise, and and uh, people in Brazil will understand Junior Enterprise, but around the world, Junior Enterprise is an organization where students form in consulting companies in their discipline, uh, not just engineering, but uh, advertising, economics, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and and go out and do work in the world and 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 you enlisted kids that had junior enterprise project experience to help you in the educational transformation what what can you tell us about that yeah so i think that this is the key point because at that time when i came back from illinois we decided to make a a welcome reception because we we realized that the students here are somehow not too motivated to to, to start studying engineering and uh, so we make that welcome reception we call Engenharia Reset. And uh, the, the junior enterprise students make me, I mean, make a big difference on that. And uh, because I think the way they think about the project, so they are very serious in doing their projects. And uh, we, we bring that to the program. So this is very important to say, yeah. right? So, but uh, there's an, another thing I should mention. The, which I think is, uh, is very important when you're uh, looking for changing, you must learn yourself. So what school of engineering has to do to change what they need to change? So we try to make a, 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 a kind of observation of ourselves and then see what we have to do. And the students make this difference because they know the institution much better of every professor here because they feel the institution. They feel the program, the curriculum. They know the good teachers and not the good teachers. So uh, the students are the, the key point for this change because they help the, the deans and the other professors to learn about what the School of Engineering is. So I think those are, this is the role, I should say, uh, for this right? Well, and I think you, I think you've done it really well uh, there at UFMG, and and uh, and 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 more people trying to transform should get students involved as as you have done. We're, we're going to take a bit of a break. This is Big Beacon Radio with our special guests Irenu Gianese and Alessandro Moreira from Brazil, talking about transformation of engineering education there. And and in the next segment, want to uh, uh, talk to them about some of the lessons learned and the advice they might give to people who are thinking about making changes in their institution after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you want greater success in bringing change to your university, college, department, or classroom? Are you looking for a keynote speaker to inspire your organization with stories of transformative change? Would you like to boost your own academic, business, or technical career? Let David E. Goldberg of 3Joy Associates help. David is a leading speaker, author, trainer, and leadership coach with experience in helping bring successful change to educational organizations and education and technical careers around the globe. To learn more, call Dave Goldberg at 217-621-2645. Contact him at deg at 3joy.com or browse the 3Joy website, www.3joy.com today. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
are listening to Big Beacon Radio. If you'd like to call into the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to deg at bigbeacon.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back and get the coaching, deep faculty development and, and uh, inspirational talks that can soften up your faculty today at 3joy.com. So um, we're back with uh, Irino Gianese and Alessandro Moreira from Brazil uh, in two very different institutions. One, a small private institution going from business to business and engineering. Another, a large public university um, uh, Trying to bring a more a transformative educational experience to the, the to engineering education in a, a well-regarded and and a large public university. And so, in the last segment, we were uh, exploring uh, some of the some of the things that you did to get off the ground. I guess um, you know, there's a lot of learning when you do this. You think you you think you've got a way in, but you never can really plan these things. Um, all the way down, you can do a fair job in trying to plan and prepare, but uh, things happen, and, and uh, there's a lot of learning along the way. And so, let's start with uh, you, Alessandro. What were some of the um, maybe one of the, what was what was the biggest thing that uh, you think you learned uh, that was a little bit surprising as as part of your journey so far? Yeah, uh, I think the, the powerful uh, the power of the students they. They have a kind of uh, motivation that uh, when you touch them and uh, yeah. put some energy on that, it, it explodes. So sometimes now I'm facing uh, changing and events uh, realized by the students that I never uh, think to do before. So I think that's, uh, that's the, the, the important lesson that I have. And uh, I mean, another key lesson is listen to people. And, and feel them uh, to, to check the, what they want to do in uh, trying to, to, to make the environment for changing. So yeah. you, if you, you can have very good plans for change, very nice curriculum, but if the people are not biased, so you can't move. Yeah. To, move to move your plans, you have to move the people. That's, yeah. I think, the, the two lessons that I think is, which is, is very crucial. Yeah, I want to want to come back to those, but I want to check in with uh, Irinu. Same question for you, Irinu. What were some of the uh, one or two biggest uh, things that you learned uh, in in um, in uh, ramping up uh, the engineering program at Inspur that just started? Yes, yes, it just started. We are uh, just starting the second academic year and and enrolling the the second uh, cohort. And one thing that I think we learn is that, uh, you know, that we, uh, this new curriculum, we try to uh, include a lot of design uh, mm-hmm. courses and, and, and not, not only uh, independent courses, but introduce design in every uh, engineering course. And the, behind this design uh, uh, concepts and ideas, you have the concept of prototyping, uh, fail fast and everything, and I think that uh, by by uh, starting the the the, the program, uh, no matter how hard you you work for uh, 
plan and and have everything ready when it's, the students come, uh, a lot of things will will fail, and you have to be ready to to change, to learn with your mistakes and change uh, and correct fast. And, and in order to do that, you must engage the students in the same movement. I mean, the first students that we engaged, they were uh, uh, carefully uh, selected and, and they were recruited uh, uh, through a communication of what the kind of program we were offering. And they entered uh, to play a role of develop the new curriculum along with the faculty. So every time we make mistakes, we sit all together, we discuss, and we change things uh, uh, on the fly, and, and we change things for the second uh, uh, for the second cohort as well. So the students are playing a, a wonderful and, and extraordinary role in developing the curriculum and actually creating the, the School of Engineering along with the faculty. Yeah, and that's and that's so interesting too because you know so one, I think one of the things when we work with with faculty, there's this whole notion of imposter syndrome, and a lot of faculty have the idea that uh, they have to be perfect and that they have to know everything. And and the experience of doing these startups is so much the opposite. You have to you have to admit that you don't know everything and that the things that you're doing are likely to be wrong, that you're unable with the knowledge that you have to actually plan things out well enough mm-hmm. so that they won't fail. And that that ability to be vulnerable to the possibility of failure is something that we're trying to get inside of both the faculty and the students. And it's it's completely countercultural to the, the current culture of teaching. What, what would you say to yeah. what I just yeah. said? And, and actually, uh, actually it's, it has, everything to do with the, the, the role of the engineer yeah. uh, itself. I mean, the, the engineer is not the one who knows everything. He knows, he may know a lot, but he, he uh, sometimes know uh, just a little about the challenge that, that they are facing. So they have to learn fast, they have to try and, and, and improve. And I think the, the students, they, they are having uh, uh, the kind of experience that they, they are learning to be engineers from the beginning. And, and besides all the projects they, they are developing in the program, the program itself is one mm-hmm. big project, and they are, mm-hmm. they are part of the team. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, there's, there's you know, those, so these are the big learning, uh, big items of learning, but what else? I mean, so there's so much to learn. I, I remember the iFoundry work and working with my friends at Olin that, and, and, and talking to people at Olin, they're still, they're still learning a major, uh, major advance in how they uh, uh, assess uh, faculty here recently and how they, uh, you know, the, the typical um, a, a recasting of you know research, teaching, and and service as the big three in a te- teaching assessment uh, being changed into something that's better aligned with uh, these kinds of innovative programs. For just as one example of the ways in which Olin continues to innovate, uh, Alessandro, what uh, what else uh, what else did you think you learned, uh, or, or are you learning on your journey so far? Well, uh, well, we also starting a program here in a. 
the small changes that start to happen here, but uh, uh, I, I've learned something else, yes. Uh, for example, usually you say, ah, undergraduate stuff is, is, not, is not interesting to do because you don't publish paper. No, that's not the truth. And another, another thing that I, I realize that sometimes you have uh, very interesting professors here who are interested to make uh, change in education, but uh, they, are, they are just not valid. So, value this guy. Look for, look for these guys mm. because I think they can help you. So, I, I've, I've been learning that there are many other different professors here and uh, they are just assigned, you know. So, bring them together for, for this changing. So, you, you have just to, to look at what you have. Sometimes you have a lot of power and you don't know where. So uh, we, we found that in the students. Yeah. We, we found this in some colleagues here. So I think those are lessons that, that I'm learning. Right. Yeah, you can yeah. spend you can spend a lot of time fighting with people who don't want to do this, or you can find the people who are interested. Yeah. And and yeah, exactly. uh, and and so often I see, you know, I, I, the notion, the usual notion of governance in the fa- in a in a university is one of consensus, where everyone needs to agree before you can move ahead. And I've just found that whole notion to really get in the way of trying to do new things. And so the idea of an incubator or doing something on the side or in the small as a way to pilot it and then uh, show people, um, really show people the emotional engagement that you were talking before. This, the students, when they light up, it's, it's not, you know, you look at the educational literature of reform and, and oftentimes it's 10% and you need a, you need a T-test or an, an F-test or some sort of statistical test to determine whether the result is, is statistically uh-huh. significant. But in my experience, and I think you were saying this before, is that when students go, students go crazy and you really unleash them, it's not 10%, it's 10X. And so the kids go, the kids get excited and start to do things you, you wouldn't believe. We completely underestimate them. And when you unleash them, it's such a big thing that people can hardly um, be moved. You know, it's, it's hard not to be moved by seeing genuine, um, genuine engagement. Irnu, I want to check in with you. What else? What else would you add to your list of uh, b- big learning? Um, well, w- one thing that we 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 were pretty surprised. Uh, I mean, we 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 expect something around that, but we were surprised with the results. Is uh, the kind of the kind of stuff the students are able to do when they are really intrinsic yeah. motivated. Yeah. Uh, when, we, when we invite people to come and to look at the projects and the results, people usually say, are you kidding me? You're saying that the students mm-hmm. yeah. just stayed here for one semester and yeah. they, they have done that. Yeah. And and that's really impressive. That's really impressive. I I, I usually use the analogy of, uh, I mean, to to unleash this this intrinsic motivation is is just like uh, uh, triggering uh, uh, an atomic bomb. Uh, <laughs> once it starts, you you cannot you cannot stop. And that's good from one side, but it's really challenging because the students start to drive all the learning process and the faculty must be prepared to 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 cope with the with their uh, rhythm 
Yes, and it can be, and it can be a, a struggle to keep up. I, I remember the first unleashing we saw in two thousand nine in iFoundry, and it was like, where did that come from? And it can be disorienting for faculty. You're not used to seeing something that big, and you go, "Oh my gosh, where did that come from?" And and you also say, "Well, I didn't do enough." Um, that you know, it was like, well, but. Then you have the realization it's not what you do as a faculty member that counts, it's what they do as students. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's how, you, how you, 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 you plan and you, you guide the learning experience and, and put the students as the, the, the key player of their own learning. That's, that's the key. We, we just have a few minutes left. We have a couple of minutes left. So, Irinu, what if you were to give uh, somebody thinking about making big changes at a university or an engineering education or other business school or, or otherwise, what, what piece, one piece of advice would you give them? 30 seconds or so. Well, uh, I mean, uh, uh, we, if, you, if you have the opportunity to start uh, something uh, from scratch, like we we had the opportunity to, to do uh, twice in 1999 with the uh, undergraduate in business and economics, and now in 2015 with the engineering. Uh, you 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 got to realize that you you not only have the opportunity to do something uh, really innovative uh, and 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 different, but you have also the responsibility to do this because mm. we feel like if we don't do that in Brazil uh, I mean it, it will be very hard for another institution to be in the same condition and, and it's not about us it's about the the, the, the opportunity of having yeah. uh, uh, enough resources okay, and, yeah. and have the to opportunity to, to do bring this it to a close. Uh, uh, in the first place yeah, and and Alessandro, one piece of advice, one sentence. Okay, uh, so be confident in your students, and uh, also give room and power for the professors who abide with this uh, change movement. That's what I say. And uh, if uh, people want to find out more about you, uh, a URL or an email address, Irinu. My my email address is. I R I N E U G uh, at inspir.edu.br from Brazil. Great. And, uh, and for, for you, Alessandro? One so, thing, quickly. Uh, email is M O R E I R A at cpde.ufmg.br. Great. Thank you both for joining us. A fascinating conversation, and I'm, we'll keep an eye on what you're both doing. It's very exciting. You've been listening to Big Beacon Radio with our special guests, Irinu Gianese from INSPIR and Alessandro Moreira from UFMG, both in Brazil. Um, and this has been Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Help transform higher education. Join the movement to unleash a new generation of innovators by learning more at bigbeacon.org. Join us next week, same time, same channel, as we continue our quest to transform higher education. Thank you for tuning into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. 
Please join Dave Goldberg soon for another edition. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For additional information about our programs or to find out about the next show, please visit bigbeacon.org. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.